I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hello, it is Jen from I Am Jen Wilson podcast. I am so excited to have today's guest on today and not only is she on she's actually sitting on my sofa having a conversation it's a real life conversation which we know I love (laughs) so I did tell you last week that Kat Patterson was going to be on the podcast and I didn't tell you what she was going to talk about because we don't know what she's going to talk about and I like that (laughs) it's not um been pre-prepared there has been the only question that I ever ask anybody is who you, who are you in this world? Um, and then whatever comes out your mouth, we just take that conversation from there. Always with the caveat of we can delete anything out that you don't want to go public. <laughs> That's not an issue. Um, so Kat, welcome to my sofa. Thank you so much for having me. It's taken me a little while, everybody, to agree to this. Um, <laughs> Jen knows I've been quite nervous about it. I don't tend to put myself out there, but genuinely delighted to be here. Comfy on the couch, got my Earl Grey in hand, so <laughs> I'm all good. Yeah, but you did ask. You did put yourself forward. Yeah, yeah I was you did, a, was... A, a, a mad phase of, yes, today's comfort zone and stretch is going to be reach out to people and go on podcasts. So here I am. Here you are. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kat Patterson, why don't you not tell the world who you are and what it is you do in this world? So, that's a a huge question for me because, um, as Jen knows, there's just so much. Um, Some people would say unfocused. I would like to say multi-passionate. Yes. Um, (laughs) So, I've been trying to kind of think um, about how I would answer a question like that that came up. And the only way I can describe it is I come at everything from strengths. So, the reason I do so many different things is because I do what I'm good at. I do what I love. Yeah. Um, and for me, a big choice in anything I do is what makes me get out from under the perfect temperature duvet in the morning, and I'll do that. Yeah. So Mondays, you know, that, that Sunday blues, that Monday blues disappeared for me years ago. Years ago now, because I made a decision to do what I wanted. So with that in mind, what I'm really frigging good at, if I don't say so myself, <laughs> is, um, I'm a processing systems gal. So anything that I do kind of revolves around that. Um, and that means everything from helping my husband run an engineering firm. Oh, God, I can hear everybody like, oh, my God, that's so dull. It is. It is. absolutely <laughs> is. Um, and it lights me up. Um, so I get to do that. Um, I also run my own kind of business uh, called Straight Talking Gender because that's what it says on the tin, which is all business strategy and helping people really grow their business, not just kid on it, grow it, but properly grow their business. And I also like to get involved in a social enterprise where I work with entrepreneurs, not entrepreneurs. So it's not a spelling mistake. <laughs> um, it's just people who have got amazing ideas within charities and public sector. Okay, so I've got to ask what's the difference yeah. between an entrepreneur yeah. and an entrepreneur? Yeah, so entrepreneurs, as you know, like ourselves, you know, you've got an idea, you build a business and you sell it. Um, you sell that idea. But entrepreneurs are within organisations. They've got amazing ideas to change the face of the communities that they support. And we take them through like a year-long program to get investment and to turn their ideas into reality. Is that within all big companies that they have this kind of openness to it? Or do you think that some big companies don't have that openness to it? There's a huge shift now that people are clicking on, I would say, to innovation. They know that innovation 
is key because a lot of organisations, particularly the public sector and the charity sector, um, they're having to do more with less. They don't have as much money. Yeah. So, but if they continue to do the same and try to deliver the same services, then they just never get anywhere. Mm -hmm. So, the braver ones that we're working with, we kind of see the opportunity and let they know that there are people working at the front, kind of front line, cold face, have amazing ideas. Yeah. So why not invest in them and change the face of what their daycare looks like at Alzheimer's Scotland or yeah. how they support young people and child, you know, their children with lifelong illnesses. So amazing work that I get the privilege of being in and working with these people. Yeah, um, it is the people on the grounds that yeah. see what the customers want, whether the customer's another business or whether it's a person buying a service or whatever. And it's not somebody in an office sitting there going, this is how you're going to do your job. Mm-hmm. And you go, that doesn't fit for me and that doesn't fit for what the customers want. Because I used to work in the travel industry and they have these genius ideas of this is how the system's going to be. This is the script that you have to go through. This mm-hmm. is your... And I would just die inside and I couldn't mm-hmm. say a thing because I was being forced down a path that did not fit my personality yeah. at all. And it doesn't feel authentic to you when you're mm-hmm. trapped in that kind of organisation and you've got a choice. You can either stay in an organisation and stay in your job and kind of suck it up, you know, yeah, that's what it looks like. Or um, what we've been doing is giving people that opportunity to say, what if you've got some money to run with an idea? Yeah, that could actually change the face of everything and actually see the happiness factor. And I know that sounds cheesy, but the happiness factor for those individuals, don't get me wrong, it's not an easy thing they're doing. They're working a nine to five job and they're going against the grain, if you like, with people who are not getting it and not on board. Yeah. Um, but the happiness factor, every single one of them that I speak to, you know, say, this is the hardest thing I've ever done, but crikey, it's brilliant. So watching that and being part of that is just, a bit of a privilege, so yeah, get out of your bed in the morning, do something that you love. <laughs> You'll not need a snooze button ever again. <laughs> what got you to that point where you made that decision to go, I'm not playing that game anymore? Uh, so, yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> She's quite good at this, that's a question. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so ironically, uh, for me, my health has always been pretty poor, if I'm honest. Um, I'm, a number of issues have happened, health issues over the years, um, and I finally got diagnosed with ME back in 2004 and ended up off my work for two years, unable to walk for the first year, and my body just basically burnt out and shut down. And subsequently, we've kind of tied it into endometriosis. It's Endometriosis Awareness Week, so I've been talking about that this morning. Um, and instead of I have ME, Emmy doesn't have me, if that makes sense. Yes. So I knew it was a label, I knew it was another box to be shoved into, but I always seen it as an opportunity. So even in the darkest times, when I was told you need to give up work and you need to, to leave what you're doing and you'll be having to get looked after for the rest of your life, I just thought, yeah, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we were so similar. <laughs> you know, so that oh, challenge extended. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> and for the first while, you know, and I did, I got a lot of support in NHS, but it was fantastic. Uh, I was sent to lots of sleep clinics and pain clinics, which were all brilliant, and I learned a lot about myself. Uh, and the challenge for me was to slow down instead of speeding up. So mm-hmm. that, that was a, a big learning curve for me. Um, but I found that I was around a lot of people who didn't want to get better. Yeah. And that's not who I am. So for me, the challenge was how do I fight this? How do I how do I change what I'm doing? So probably about yourself with Crohn's, I did 
and mountain research. Yeah. I went, you know, deep and dark into research to kind of find out answers and read and read. And ultimately that was the first book that I ever wrote. <laughs> it was about <laughs> recovering from ME yeah. and that you can do it too. Um and it's not a it's not an end of the road, you're diagnosed and, and life is over as you know it. Uh, so yeah, so I basically said about healing healing my ME and I have touched wood. Um, and I manage it on a daily basis, you know, it's not gone, it's not like a medical cure, but I manage it now and since then I've had two lots of careers, you know, I've ended up yeah. working in the covert world, um, kind of, yeah, a whole other ball game and then leaving that and setting up my own business. So, yeah, yeah it's, it doesn't have me, I, yes, I, I have that label um, to try and explain it to other people, but I don't want it to hold me back, I just map my life and my work around it. Yeah, that yeah, that's sense. David Hamilton in his book, How Your Mind Can Heal Your Body, he says accept mm. your diagnosis but not the prognosis mm -hmm. because prognosis comes from a bunch of data of a, a battery of people. This is what the sort of most common outcome is. Yeah. They don't say but on the outskirts of that there is all these people that are living a full, happy, yeah. healthy life. Yeah. I agree because I think labels are useful sometimes yeah. because you can give you a kind of boundary and a context to understand what's happening to you but yeah. you're absolutely right to accept that and what what was quite unusual was um my own doctor who actually was the one who delivered the news about you're not going to work again and you need a carer and you might not walk again and blah 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 was the one that then invited me back in to speak to a group to say this is what's possible yep but you need to be willing to try and it's not going to be an easy process, but there are alternatives. And, and your, the rest of your life is not going to be just taking painkillers to take the pain away or, yeah. you know, sleeping pills to help you sleep better. There are alternative, healthier, more useful ways. Sort of yeah, yeah. I think looking at everybody as an individual rather than a part group. Oh, absolutely. So, so Jen knows this about me. I mean, and it's it's the reason I've kind of got to where I am now is because my big thing is strengths, and you prints is what I call it. You prints, not blueprints, because you're an individual. Yeah, you're an individual, and there may be certain labels stuck to you, but you've got a choice in how to act, how choice and how to react, and a choice about how you take things forward. Yeah, because I definitely find with my Crohn's, like I, I sometimes struggle to I don't I sometimes struggle with the fact that I have to have this label of I am somebody who has Crohn's but like you're saying it's something I can identify with so that I then structure my life and my choices around not letting that take over the way that it did when I first got when I first got ill yeah. and I think that's the same with near I don't I can't think of anything type 1 diabetes when people are born with it is maybe the exception mm -hmm. to the rule that I can think of but everything else, if you've got something going on, there's a way to manage it. So I just spent a weekend, um, yesterday, Sunday, with the, the Goddess Gathering in Heal Scotland, mm -hmm. Lilia Sinclair, who's been on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. She's building this community over in Argyle, and it's all about helping people heal, putting them in the right conditions to understand what it is that's going on and what it is that they can do. And for the most part, it doesn't matter whether you've got cancer, you've got ME, you've got Crohn's, you've got whatever diabetes type 2 diabetes whatever it's all chronic inflammation in the body and to help heal chronic inflammation generally the protocol is pretty similar there'll be 
tweaks from person to person mm-hmm. just depending on how your lifestyle is and what you need to do whether you work in a shift based career or whatever mm-hmm. what sensitivities to food you have and things like that that all has an impact on it but there are ways rounds and as you say the NHS are brilliant at what they do and super super there to catch you when you fall but a lot of the language that they use is terrifying you are terminally ill you have got stage four this you have got a, even the word chronic I hate that word you have got a chronic yeah. disease or a chronic illness it's like ugh, yeah. that is just so if you put that fear on people they are then terrified and can't necessarily see the light so really can we give them a little bit of hope yeah and see absolutely you know and it's just thinking about it differently and I think it's just because their training is such that they're immersed in that world yeah so it's more treat symptoms than look at what can alleviate symptoms in a completely different way Mm -hmm. and there's um really distinct lack of uh, role models is not the right word but I think just just knowing that there's other people who have been diagnosed with what you've been diagnosed with but actually live quite a normal life and actually presenting that as an opportunity and a possibility rather than here's your prescriptions for the rest of your days. Yeah. yeah. And and I think probably we're very similar in that way. Just it's the challenge of us, really. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I'm now going to go and research that today. <laughs> and when you're really sick and you're lying in bed and can't oh. do anything else, that's the best thing you can do is go and research how to get out of that situation because that's hell, it is boring. Yeah, well, it's so boring. I mean, there's only so many times you can turn on and watch daytime television before it another
Yeah, it seems to enjoy the going. You think actually, I can't police other people's thoughts. If they genuinely want to think I've had a meltdown or a breakdown, you know, that's fine. If it makes them feel better. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, it does. And if they want to use that as an excuse to justify why I'm no longer in a, in a job, brilliant. Yeah. But, um, yeah, don't don't let other people, as if you're in that position yourself, you can't control and police other people's thoughts. You just got to focus on yourself. And it's not selfish to do that. You just got to focus on yourself to get yourself well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've realised, particularly in the last sort of six to eight months, that no matter what's going on outside of my personal physical body, mm-hmm. what's going on inside that has to be the priority because if you then let that go and deal with everything else, this deteriorates and then you have a big task to get it back. Whereas if you take a little bit of time going, do you know what, I just need to deal with me and my health first yeah. and then I'll come back and deal with the rest of the world because you can't, it's easier to rebuild the rest of the world when you're healthy than when everything's falling apart and then you're sick and it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's just too much for your brain to cope with. You know? Just do one thing at a time. And I saw a quote was a couple of days ago. I think um, I'll give the credit to. I'm sure it's Anne Hughes, a big night coaching. She's on Sunny Govern Radio. Yeah, and she put up a, a post on Instagram that said, "I've not lost friends. Friends have lost me." And I thought, "Bang, that's brilliant! That's brilliant because that's what's happened." You know, and I don't know if it happened to you during your illness, but when I got diagnosed, people didn't really understand it. Um, and of course, my energy was slammed. Yeah. You know, plus I'm an introvert, so any excuse to stay in the house in my pajamas, <laughs> let's face it, under a blanket. Jane's lucky I'm even out. <laughs> um, yeah, so any excuse to kind of um, stay in the house, I would take it. But I did, I lost some really good friends during a time I probably needed them the most, but mm. it was purely because they just didn't understand what was going on. So it's not a, it's not to say that to, to be annoyed or discredit them in any way. People just don't know what you're going through. Even the closest yeah. friends don't understand it. Um, and it does get annoying when you're trying to invite somebody out and they can't come out all the time. So, But I love that quote from Anna. I thought, yeah, not lost friends, they've lost me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it made space for some better ones. <laughs> That's it, because when one person leaves your life, whether it's through their choice or your choice yeah, or yeah. whatever, Absolutely. somebody else comes in and they bring, and it's like when... If, you, if you've ever been made redundant or yeah. lost a job, means I've been made redundant before, it yeah. opens something, a better opportunity up. Sometimes you're like, what? No, <laughs> no, I'm not ready for change. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want this to happen. <laughs> but then when you get past that little chaotic freaking out bit and then the other stuff starts to come in and say, and you're like, all right, you know, you can see hindsight. It's yeah. a wonderful thing. <laughs> Hindsight is amazing. But yeah, and I think that's probably why I've always treated the illnesses now. So, I mean, I, I do have a bit of a standing joke um, against myself about just opening the medical dictionary and what have I got today? Because my health has just been that bad. You know, it's not been great. But I do always think it's opened up opportunities that I would never have had because I would probably still be in a job that I really desperately hated mm-hmm. had I not been unwell because I would have just sat it out and thought, I actually really disliked this, but it was comfortable enough yeah, it was. to get out of your bed. And I th- when I think about the opportunities I've had since since then, it's just, what? Well, you wouldn't have met me for a start. Well, that's a given. <laughs> I mean, my God, my life is complete. I can die happy. 
<laughs> many <laughs> people do that to me. <laughs> So whilst in your deeper, darker moments, a piece of wisdom is just, there's something better coming. Yeah. You've just got to keep believing that and I know that's really hard, but yeah, trust yeah. yourself. It's happened for you. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. huge. As I was listening to a podcast the other day and there was, there was somebody was talking about specifically about religion and how people who are religious can cling on to their faith because that helps them get through. People who have no faith are usually tend to be the ones that struggle more. You don't have to believe in religion to have faith. You just have to believe in something. Yeah. There's another opportunity. Yeah. I always call it shout, plot, twist, turn the page, and then in the new chapter. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Plot, <laughs> twist. Draw the line under this one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> turn the page and just re- rewrite your own story. <laughs> So you mentioned earlier your U-prints and you have this awesome product <laughs> that I got super excited about. <laughs> um, why don't you not tell people about that? So, um, so profiling is a big thing in my world. I'm ex-intelligence analysis, um, so that's kind of where it came from. Uh, and what I mean by that is I worked in the pro- covert world um, I'm responsible for running a team across Scotland where we analysed all the intelligence for serious organised crime. So profiling was a big thing, you know, being a step ahead and predicting, you know, predicting what would happen and behaviour based on intelligence that we had. So when I left that world and set up my own business, it kind of carried along with me. So, you know, I ended up in the world of Myers-Briggs and and disc profiling and all the tools that you can imagine I basically have used them all, done them all, accredited them all. Yeah. And because of that, again, typical me, well, I can do this there. Yeah. Um, because I find that a lot of the tools, whilst they're really super helpful, bits are brilliant. There's cons, pros and cons to every single one of them. And one of the big things I found is when I'm working with people and they just really want a little bit more information about themselves, they're just really clunky. And unless yeah. you're the accredited person who understands the ins and outs of the whole thing. Bottom line is, people just want to know, who am I? What is it? Yeah. And usually you've got to answer like 400 questions yes. or something and don't yeah. think about the question too much and it takes like ages. Yeah, it takes ages and plus it can be a little bit intimidating because I think people see it, you know, they're often called person- personality assessments and it's like, oh, if we get it wrong, but you yeah. end up trying to second guess. Um, and then there's a whole purist world of, oh, it doesn't change and you're, you're in a box and and then sometimes you don't want to actually understand the question right. or any of the answers and you're like, I don't know which one I am you need yes. anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, so for the people that I was working with, they were primarily business owners. I just wanted a quick and dirty way of finding out yeah. um, who was who and, and then using that information for the basis of growing the business in a way that was unique to them and using their strengths. So I've basically designed a profiling tool which is dead simple. It's a pack of carbs. It's into four categories. Um, and it's primarily based on, again, happiness. So like, what are the words that resonate with you that um, make you feel amazing? Again, it's that perfect temperature duvet thing um, and not having some button slams won't get you out of your bed. So it's just about looking at words that resonate with you and from there we can learn a bit more about ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm in the middle of, um, yeah, so it's designed, it's trademarked. I've sold it into the Mental Health Foundation, who saw it as an opportunity. I never designed it for young people, yeah. But ironically, 
um, they were the ones that saw the opportunity. Early adopters, yeah. Um, and they were working with a lot of young people with living with chronic illness. Again, it was close to my heart. Yeah. Um, and giving them the resilience uh, to be able to kind of move into adulthood, but living with their conditions, but having the confidence to do that and knowing who they are as people. So we ran it with them. And now I'm in the process of kind of telling other facilitators and coaches you can use it one to one or you can use it in groups. And the plan is in the next two months to get it fully licensed as a product so that you get a whole kit and you can license it every year. So a bit like if anybody's ever heard of Danielle Laporte's yes. um, Firestarter Sessions. Firestarter Sessions. Yes. So that and her kit. So I'm kind of doing the same thing with the U Prince Carol. Awesome. That's what I want to take it. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to get it in the kids because the kids are so confused about what their strengths are and obviously when you're at school you're supposed to be good at everything and if you're not good at some things but you're good at other things then that's round upon yeah. it, and you're trying to fit square pegs into round and triangular holes all over the place Absolutely. so where if you can say to somebody this is what your strengths are and that's okay yeah. that's going to take so much pressure off them. It does so much pressure. As soon as you get a language to understand what you're going through, because that's the thing, you know, kids with brains are developing at different rates and they don't understand what they're going through or how to articulate that in any way. But if you give them a tool to say, you know, classic is to use the introvert extrovert thing because it's the easiest example, you know, everybody confuses introverts with being shy, but absolutely not. They just want to be charged the Netflix under a blanket with a cup of tea. Um, and if kids understand that you know there's big groups of people and they don't want to get involved, that's okay. They're not weird. They're not weird, and they're not outsiders. And they're not outsiders. And, yeah. yeah, and they're not on the periphery. And okay, they might not be in the cool gangs, you know, but they can set up their own blanking cool gang. Party yeah. one, <laughs> party <laughs> one, and be absolutely comfortable in your skin. And I think that I wish I had that because I didn't have that growing up, and I really felt like an outsider because I just didn't fit. You know, it's just yeah. Um, always on the outside of things, just oh, and but always thought I should have been on the inside of things. You know, so it wasn't like I wasn't happy who I was, but you just think, am I supposed to be like that? And everybody wants to get down the discos and pubs. I'm sure my age, um, <laughs> and I was just like, that's an idea of hell. Yeah, but if you understand that, then you can start to articulate um, around it. So yeah, it's been really interesting that they kind of saw the opportunity and, and ran with it. But that was never my intention. I set it up for entrepreneurs and, and business owners. So it's lovely. It can actually be used in different contexts with different people and in different ways. Because the bottom line is it's just about happiness and people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, because when I did it, it was like... <laughs> okay, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, my world has just been a walking. Yeah, so Jen, <laughs> thankfully, went through it and said, give me the cards, I'm going to go through this just now. It only took a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's super fast. Yeah, you can do it really fast, and you can do it. You know, you can run longer sessions and shorter sessions, but it's it's a really quick kind of diagnostic tool eventually, isn't it? But what was missing that you used to do, which was hilarious. The thing I didn't have any of, and mine was planning. Oh, I can't remember what the two categories that I was top heavy in. Yeah, so you were people and ideas, I think. Yeah, you were people with people and ideas. Uh, but yeah, planning just did not exist in my <laughs> world. And it, <laughs> the strange thing was when I was at uni and college, because I had deadlines to meet and targets to meet, and I was also running a business and working for the council, like taking classes, freelance and stuff like that, 
and I was all over the place. I had to be military precision from the second I woke up to the second I went to sleep. There was stuff needed to be done and there was time scales. But I got sick from being that person. Like, illness really took over and it wasn't Crohn's. No, I had been sick. But pleurisy the first time. I got the infection the second time. Yeah. Helicobacter the third time. Your body just um, says, Enough. Your body screams at you when you're, when you're really down the wrong path. Yeah. Obviously, there was a, I had to be like that because I, I wanted to get my degree and I wanted to get my qualification. So it was a, a juggling thing. But now that I don't have to be there, when somebody says, right, we need to create a marketing plan, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I just disappear <laughs> off the planet. Feel your lifeblood draining like, out of no. And not, no, no. <laughs> and, that, and that's the biggest thing about the differences between strength and skills. So skills are those learned behaviours that we pick up along our way because you've usually had those jobs where you've applied for it and we apply that line at the end of it, any other duties is required, which means you don't get to focus on only the stuff you love about a job, you have to do all the other stuff as well. Yeah. That's the stuff that you spend too long doing, it just drains the life out of you and actually it does make you really unwell, particularly if a job involves a lot of that or you're having to do a lot of the stuff that just doesn't light you up, it starts to drain you and if you stay it's like it's staying in a stress state for long, 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 long time. Um but actually when you realise, oh right, I prefer that stuff. Yeah. Just do more of that, which sounds really like simple, but that's when particularly as business owners and particularly when you're running a one man show, one woman show, you kinda need to then go, I need to farm this stuff out. See all that other stuff and help with that. Yeah. And we tell ourselves no, we've got money and we've got a budget and you need to find a way to farm that out and you will not grow your business and you will not feel a happy person yeah. for, for a long, long time. What if somebody was listening to this and they were in an actual job where they were in a contract employment <laughs> and they were getting given tons of tasks that they really, it was killing them? Yeah. What would you suggest to them? I think you've got a couple of choices. Um, I'm assuming that you've probably got line managers and appraisals and all that stuff. You're going to start with that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Checking my competency. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you, I think you've got a couple of choices. The first one is, are there elements of your job that you can go and have a conversation about to say, could I do more of? This is where entrepreneurs come from yeah. because they suddenly realise there's something else. Um, and don't ask, don't get. Sometimes organisations are more open to and line managers are more open to those ideas and, and letting you run with something than you realise. Obviously there's organisations, regardless of what you do, your line manager is just going to keep you firmly in a box. Yeah. You've got a choice whether you stay or go. And I know that's pretty black and white. Um, but I think if you're in a job where you there's no opportunities for you to really flex your your strengths for who you are as a person the question for me would be are you in the right place and yeah. I know it's scary I know it's scary to think I'm used to the money I've got bills to pay so I'm not advocating just handing your notice that would be madness um, but make a plan you know yep. to, to exit that work out is there something else could you go and study something uh, part time whilst you're still working could you go and find a completely new job and get that secured before you hand in your notice. You know, so be a bit sensible about it. Don't just run in and hand in your resignation and I go, oh crap, who <laughs> the hell do I pay my bills? Um, but I genuinely think if you know in your gut or you like what you're doing. Yeah. 
And there's always going to be elements of whether it's a, a job or a business, there's always going to be elements that you hate doing, but it's working out where you can get support and help to do those bits. And being honest with yourself, which is the hardest thing, giving yourself permission is a tough, tough thing to do. Yeah, and also admitting that you can't do something, that you don't, yeah. that there's a strength missing. Yeah. Like to be able to go, I'm rubbish at this, could somebody else do this for me? Yeah. A lot of people see that as a weakness, but actually it's a super, super strong strength to be able yeah. to actually step up and say that. Is. And I think, I think the best way to think about that is make somebody else's day. Yeah. So rather than thinking about, is, oh, that's a weakness if I ask for somebody's help, think about, I mean, I'm a process girl. So when somebody comes to me and says, can you do this with a spreadsheet? I'm like, oh man, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know, all this sad is my life. But that's the thing, somebody makes my day when they come and ask me that. Yeah. And you can see it drains the life out of them. So think about it that way instead of thinking, oh God, I'm about to give you something that's really rubbish. Just because you think it's rubbish. But it's something that you don't like. It doesn't make say everybody thinks like that. Yep. So find those people, make their day and hand them something that you can both work together on and they can bring what they've got to the party um, and you can bring what you've got. And that's when you get exponential growth. <laughs> What um, would you suggest to people that are told that they should be working on their weaknesses? Oh, no, no. <laughs> if anybody says that to you, give me their name. <laughs> I'll be right round <laughs> to sort them out. No, 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 no. Uh, and the reason I'm so, yeah, can I give it away that I'm so passionate about that? <laughs> uh, weaknesses are there for a reason. You're not supposed to be great at everything. It's okay yeah. if you're not great at everything. Um, people like, Probably you and I do end up ill because you're overachievers. Right? Yeah. You've always been told you problem solve, you go to your work, you sort that problem out. Um, everything you do, you do with a hundred percent commitment. Yeah. Um, but the weaknesses are there for a reason, and sometimes I don't like to call them weaknesses per se. I just think sometimes when your strengths um, tip into the dark side, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so. To give you an example of that, I'm the process systems gal, but I can I can hang on to that for life. You know, if say there's four of us working on a project and I'm so married to the process that things could be going in a different direction and I'm like, no, 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 but I love my process and this is what we agreed. You know, it can get in the way and that's a, not a weakness, but it's a challenge and it's less useful behaviour. Um, but as far as talking about your weaknesses, see if you don't like doing something, just don't do it. Do not waste your time going to get better on it. Yeah. One thing I see a lot in business is, particularly again, we're talking about people who are running businesses themselves, although oh, well, I need to wear the sales department hat and I wear the IT department and I wear the marketing hat and then I've got to do my bookkeeping and accounting. And you're just like, stop doing that immediately. You know, I've heard people, I need to now go and learn how to code and build an app and like that. Really? People that can do it in a five minutes in their sleep. <laughs> make their day. Make those people's day. Do not go and waste your time. Unless it's something that you're just kind of putting yourself out of your comfort zone and you've got that time and you think, actually, I'd be interested in learning about that. But if you're not interested, pass it to somebody else. Yeah. Do not waste time <laughs> on your weaknesses. <laughs> Time's too short. Life is too short. Yeah. Look, it's, that's that's the ironing. That's errors you'll never get back, people. I don't... <laughs> I haven't ironed since I was 16. <laughs> and the only reason I ironed when I was 16 was my household duty. Yeah, that's a chore. <laughs> yeah. so funny, iron. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny, my mum loves iron. She loves for it. And those jeans never passed on. Um, so I just say, 
buy things that fit where they hit and have got like in them and you know you, <laughs> that's hours you get back your body really takes out the creases anyway absolutely you know welcome to our world but yeah that's that's time you don't get back weaknesses are just the same <laughs> why why would we not train and go for things and you know look for personal development opportunities and things that we're maybe good at and become masters at it yeah and, oh can we do whatever a bit of going learn no why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, so I, I realise it's controversial. I realise there's people out there who probably do Myers-Briggs and, and DISC and all that thing, like cringing and, and, yeah, welcome to my world of being controversial. Cat <laughs> <laughs> does things her own way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've this profiled twice, <laughs> and when I did it, two of my colours completely flipped on each other. But one of them I did yeah. while I was at uni, one of them I did more recently. Yeah. Um, the guy who, um, Brian Costello, oh, yeah. I, I messaged him and I was like, look at this. And he was like, yeah, that makes total sense. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you've got to be open to that. We're not who we were 10 years ago. Yeah. So I get that there's a whole personality purist thing going on um, out there. I don't, I don't buy into it personally. I think you're always going to have preferences for certain things. But at some point, you as a person do change. You yeah. do change. And, and when you learn more about yourself and you understand more about yourself, that's where the level of ease and joy and everything creeps in when you do things that light you up. Yeah. Well, if somebody's struggling to find something that lights them up, what would you suggest to them? So I hear a lot of people go and find your passion. Not Don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that either I think I, I, there's so many people out there that have been told oh find your passion and I'm thinking but, but that might just be a hobby and that's okay you know yeah. it's something that you really love but don't try and monetize it or anything like that um, if you're genuinely confused about where to start ask your friends mm. ask your friends what they come to you for so Usually you can't see the wood from the trees. When you're so good at doing something and you love something and it's so intuitive, you can't see it. Yeah. So go around and ask your friends, what's the one thing that you come to me for? So you'll have the people, and you'll know this in your circle, you'll have the people who are like, if you need a plan and an event organised and, and money taken in for something, you've got a name in your head. You know who's going to put that together for you. Yeah. If you need somebody to host the party and get everybody going, you know who that party animal is. Do you know what I mean? So, And they're doing that so intuitively because that's who they are as a person. Um, so ask your friends, I know that can get a little bit weird when you're like, hiya, what am I good at? That a bit strange. But it's the quickest way to find out what you're great at. And then work out ways. You know, if you're great at um, fighting for the underdog, you know, you're the person that's always kind of fighting for the quiet voice. Is there, is there a job or a business or something that you could weave that into? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so if you if you turn up on a job in the first, the second day, you sign up and you become the union rep, you know, you're the person that's fighting for the underdog and that's what's going to make you tick. Um, if you're the person that turns up on the first day in a job and they clear out all the cupboards because of a pure state, guess what, you know, you can make a living out of being mini condo. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. So think of the things that you do intuitively. Ask your mates and then work out. That's what I'm really good at. So how can I fit that into as something that I do? Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally sense. Cap what am I good at? 
hundreds of hints. <laughs> you do hundreds of you know what exactly what you're doing. You just got to own it. <laughs> oh, is there any other wisdom or story about your lives or anything else you would like to share with the listeners in this moment? Oh God, it's a bit. Ego-driven question. Anything else? <laughs> I, wisdom I'd like to share. Um, Anything that you thought, I hope that she asks me this, or I want to share this piece of information. Oh yeah, I, I suppose um, one of the things I've been talking a lot recently, just because um, it's been quite interesting, I've been trying to go out and put real clothes on um, and leave the house. <laughs> Get out from that doobie. Get out from the doobie, the, the slanket. I really should get sponsored by Slanket. If you've never had a Slanket, you, know, <coughs> you need to go and look it up. It's a blanket with sleeves. It's the <coughs> um, so I really need to find a sponsorship, sponsorship opportunity for that. Um, so yeah, I've been doing doing a bit of networking. Um, it's really out with my comfort zone. It's not what I particularly enjoy doing, but um, Jen and I are both members of the, I hope that's what we could see, the Glasgow Girls Business Group. Yeah, what has been on yeah, so Laura's been yeah. on. Um, Laura's brought together an amazing group of women. So I've been along to a couple of things now, and I'm, I'm glad I went. Actually, there's some amazing women, particularly all amazing women, uh, in there. But one of the things that, you know, when you're on the networking thing, it's that speed networking, which was new to me, that whole fast and furious <laughs> thing. You know, I'm the, the introvert that wants to talk about the meaning of life in the corner. So having two minutes was a challenge. Exactly. Um, but the one thing I, I speak quite passionately about is um, sickness proofing your business. So if you're in business, it's sickness proofing it so that, you know, so Jane and I have got chronic conditions. You could wake up one day and feel lousy and you just can't do stuff. That's the bottom line. Um, and the plan or the diary or the calendar goes out the window. Uh, we can choose to push through. Um, but ultimately, the biggest thing I always kind of think about is how do you how do you sickness proof your business? And what I mean by that is creating passive income streams. Now, I don't mean network marketing. I'm not into that. Um, so I'm just going to put my cards on the table with that. I'm talking about other types of passive income streams. And again, passive sounds like there's no work and your PayPal just pings when you're in your bed. <laughs> that doesn't happen to other people. <laughs> <laughs> it can do, but um, it's not a regular thing. Um, but it's, yeah, it's finding ways to to really package up your your knowledge and your expertise and wisdom in a way that you can make kind of money and bring money into your business and really give you as much support as possible, even if you're not face-to-face -face with clients. Yep. So a big thing that I would do is um, create digital courses, you know, online academies, um, all of that kind of stuff, you know, make journals, make notebooks. Um, and actually tomorrow I'm heading down to London, I'm going to to be in the stock exchange on the traders floor for three days looking at paired currencies and actually trading on paired currencies as another way of learning about location independent income. I don't even know what that means. So imagine <laughs> imagine betting against whether the dollar versus the pound. Okay. So, so you're going to go and learn about how to do that? Going to learn how to do that. Um, you can play that game. So you can play that game um, and you can play it a couple of times a week. Um, yep. You can play it when you choose to play it. So again, it's about, is it independent location income, as I would call it? And yes, it is. So 
is there a way to kind of generate income that supports me while I get to do other stuff that I love to do. Okay. And then I'm a big believer that money is always seen as a really dirty word, a really dirty thing. And actually the more profit you can make, the more amazing things you can do with it. I can give more to charity now than I could ever do. Charities yeah. are really close to my heart. Um, and I don't mean it's just all about giving money to people, you know, I know that's kind of a very surface level thing. Sometimes there's there's more than money is required in whatever circumstances. But I think if you can do more and get more back, why would you not do that? Saying poor is not going to help out it. No, <laughs> it does not. Okay, so again, controversial, um, but it's not a dirty thing. So I think if you can work out ways to support yourself, to keep the roof over your head, to pay your bills, particularly if you've got chronic illness or you need to support family members or whatever your life looks like, if you've got wee ones, then there are really super simple ways to do that. Yeah. Um, they do take work, they do take front-loading work, um, which is why I don't really like the word passive. Um, but yeah, so that's a big thing that I, I like to teach others about, because yeah. I've learned how to do it, so why would I not teach others? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Share the wisdom, share the love. So yeah, so that's the only other thing I could think of. Cool. Where is the best people, uh, no, get my words out, where is the best place for people to be able to connect with you if they want to find out more about what you're doing? Yeah, so my website is straighttalkingginger.com. Um, best way is just to kind of reach out to me there. Um, yeah. I'll be honest, people, you know, it's a classic introvert. I don't even do one-to-one -one anymore. Mm -hmm. I say that, I'm doing one just now because somebody twisted my arm and I love working with them. Um, so yeah, never say never. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't advertise it, let's put it that way. But yeah, so that's where you'll find my website. I'm kicking about on Instagram, but I kind of play there. That's not really where I find my, my clan. I'm more, more found on Twitter as S underscore Talks Ginger. Or on Pinterest is Kat Patterson STG. So they're my two main platforms, I would say, okay, Pinterest and Twitter. I'll put the links to them in the show notes that people can find you. Easy. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Kat. You're welcome. I survived, people. You survived. <laughs> Didn't have a meltdown. <laughs> I'll have that when I go home. You had amazing conversation, amazing chat. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me on. Pleasure. Thanks for listening and remember to leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or SoundCloud and check out what's going on at IamJenWilson.com or head over to Instagram and give us a follow just following IamJenWilson.